0: Welcome to the program, Piers Cunningham, with a wrap-up of 2022. And it's been quite a year. We had a big surge of COVID early in the year. The Omicron variant derailed quite a few travel plans and summer holiday plans and caused chaos at airports. And we still have issues with short staffing of various industries, hospitality, trades and other important roles are hard to fill, and that's something that uh, has persisted, even though COVID seems to have gone away, and that's notwithstanding a big surge in China at the moment, after Chinese authorities finally took their foot off the brakes, if you like, and allowed people to go about their normal lives a bit more, without restrictions, which were designed to try to stop the spread of COVID. And China for years had done really well in containing and preventing COVID deaths, at least from official figures, and only recently has decided to do away with that very damaging policy of restriction. But as a result, they're seeing quite a few COVID cases spreading around the country. And I believe they're also importing antivirals. They're not importing vaccines from overseas, again, not officially admitted to doing that, but they are importing antiviral drugs, which are apparently very effective in dealing with uh, the latest strains of COVID, uh, particularly in people uh, who are older, more vulnerable, comorbidities, that sort of thing. Uh, They're used in Australia and apparently are very effective in helping uh, the elderly get through exposure to the uh, infection by the virus. So... Yeah, looking back at the year, I didn't start recording or start posting anyway until the end of March. And that was a few, a few personal things going on in the first part of this year, which were taking up my time. But just looking back at the website starting from um, the end of March, I got back onto the podcasting and chatted with Simon Mulvaney, a beekeeper activist who's a regular contributor. About well, various things, how beekeeping works in different locations, how it was a bumper season on the southern peninsula, the southern Mornington Peninsula, I should say, in Victoria, southeastern Australia. His online beekeeping course that he's doing, problems with almond crops in Victoria and California, Chinese imported pollen, uh, amazing hive substance propolis, how bees bite and a bee sanctuary down at uh, the Portsea Estate on the Mornington Peninsula. So that was where things started for the year. And then Simon and I had a chat about the extreme weather events that started really uh, causing havoc in southeastern Australia, La Niña-driven floods in southeastern Queensland, northern New South Wales in particular, uh, starting back in February. Uh, And this has really gone on through the whole year. It's been an ongoing, very sad story for people who live on floodplains, northern New South Wales, Lismore, places like that have really done it tough. As soon as people seem to be getting back on their feet, they get another dose of rain and and they're putting their gumboots on and brushing mud out of their houses again. Pretty sad stories there and it is causing havoc and it is causing people to reconsider where they live. And in many cases, some of these areas have become um, uninsurable. So that's uh, an issue that people face in these areas which have had extreme flooding. We also talked a little bit about the uh, cloud seeding, which was used to generate precipitation for snowfall for the Beijing Winter Olympics, and how America used it during the Vietnam War. We talked about the increasing social and economic impacts of extreme weather, how it's becoming more common and some of the conspiracy theories that have emerged about why it happens in the first place. From April through to May, I had some regular chats with Brendan Telfer, the manager at Radio Port Phillip in Mornington about COVID, uh, regular weekly updates we did, a bit about COVID complacency, uh, explaining America's high COVID death toll, And some of the emerging biohazards that were popping up in addition to COVID, and these uh, included monkeypox and the seasonal winter flu, which because people hadn't been exposed to it for a while, we hadn't had open borders, so less international movement of influenza, the winter flu virus, people were finding it a lot harder to deal with that and suffering some pretty bad symptoms, not dissimilar to uh, what they'd feel from COVID, in some cases worse. Then we started talking about uh, Elon Musk's designs on Twitter, how that process was delayed because of disputes about the price and about fake accounts. Also, we talked about Elon Musk's sort of parallel universe, if you like, which is this enormous rocket, uh, much bigger than uh, even the uh, very successful Artemis moon rocket uh, that's been uh, developed and, and launched successfully, finally, around the moon. The space launch system well starship will be potentially an interplanetary vehicle which has got the the, the heavy lift capability to get people to easily to the moon and and, uh, and beyond to mars eventually which uh, elon musk has that long-held dream to colonize and make us a multiplanetary species and we talked about the frenetic pace of development at boca chica spaceport in texas then I had a fascinating conversation in July with Dr. Ian Story. He's a mathematician and a lecturer in information systems at the University of Torrens. Regular contributor to the program, and urge you to uh, do a search on our website beyondinfinity.com.au. Put in Ian Story, and you'll find lots of things that he's done on the program. But we talked about quantum mechanics the idea of parallel universes, kind of inspired by a film that Ian had seen everything everywhere all at once. So Ian outlined the two main theories of QM, the Copenhagen interpretation and the multiverse. He thinks one is arrogant and anthropocentric, while the other is pretty hard to get your head around. Uh, We did our best to try to make that easy listening on a slightly complicated subject. But as I said, there's Some great other material that Ian has done, kind of in related subjects, where quantum computing might lead us is one, a brief history of mathematics, the development of physics, Newton, Maxwell and Einstein, a brief history of Stephen Hawking's time. Uh, We published just after uh, he had sadly passed away. AI, quantum computing, and the singularity, and also hacking and risk management. They're all separate long-form podcasts, which uh, hopefully you'll find interesting and informative from Ian's story. So thanks to Ian for, for, uh, again, contributing with this uh, casual discussion of quantum mechanics. Then a bit of a chat about allowing recycled water in Victoria, some upgrades there to the Southeastern Processing Plant. The Optus hack and uh, the ongoing disaster that a lot of users have had with their identities being stolen and uh, personal data taken, then of course there was the Medibank hack as well. A private insurance company had a lot of data hacked. They refused to pay supposedly Russian hackers a ransom to not release that information, so it has been released onto the dark web. That was another example of you know, the need to be very vigilant with your cyber activity and with your personal details on the internet. And then finally, uh, a, a sort of a wrap up piece about Elon Musk after he had taken over Twitter. He's actually run a poll just recently to ask users of Twitter whether he should resign. And he said that he will follow the uh, outcome of that poll. And the, the latest I've seen is it looks like the majority of respondents have said, yes, he should resign as the CEO, as the boss of Twitter, which is uh, his newly acquired social media company. Lots of reasons postulated as to why he's done that. It might be that he uh, wants to focus on his other big businesses, which are Tesla and SpaceX. Uh, the manufacturer of that aforementioned Starship rocket, as well as the uh, the Falcon 9 workhorse that regularly uh, provides uh, satellite launch services and also uh, transport on their Crew Dragon to the International Space Station. It's even suggested he's been looking for a way out. He's found that is is a bit controversial in, in leading that company. He might be better off to let someone else handle the role and the, the public relations that go with it. But nevertheless, he's... Uh, he remains one of the world's most successful entrepreneurs. It'd be interesting to see if he can turn that company around, turn a profit out of that company. He is very good at defying the pundits and, and defeating the odds, so um, watch and wait for that one. So an interesting year on Beyond Infinity. Hope you've enjoyed it. People talked about it being a year where we were at an inflection point in history. Or was this just more of the same overhyped media frenzy that we're used to, the same old BS Hard to know where the reality is, you know, that that everyone has a spin on reality and the media has uh, its own biases and agenda to push, but not really any definitive answers on whether we're actually at an inflection point. People pointed at the war in Ukraine and the climate strife that we apparently face. So lots of suggestions of, of dire situations and dire emergency and catastrophe, but not many answers, plenty of guesses. COVID touched on already in this piece, but it seems that uh, for many people, particularly in Australia, maybe we have seen the the back of it, we've seen the worst of it, and the vaccine rate, or the way that that it's become endemic, and the way that it's mutated into a milder, less deadly virus, is meaning that we can get back to normal, and that it is going to be behind us, or or it's going to come back, or it's going to mutate into something worse. Who knows? China is a bit of a worry what's happened there, but... Uh, it does seem to be more a case of what happens when you take the brakes off and, and suddenly people are exposed to something they've been kept well away from. As we learned in Victoria, you just can't lock down a community forever. It's too bad that the consequences are worse than the, the, or the so-called cure, if you like, uh, or the treatment is worse than the virus itself. Mental health, loss of businesses, loss of livelihoods, loss of kids' education, these are all things that we learned the hard way under Dan Andrews in Victoria, and yet he got re-elected. For a third term, so at the end of this term, he will have been premier for 12 years, and he'll be one of the longest-serving premiers in the state's history. I Was reading recently that 20 million people have already sent their names to Mars aboard NASA missions, so uh, orbiters and landers as well. And I think I've done that. I think I might have done that with Perseverance and also Curiosity. You fill out a, you know, you just put your name and email in, and goes on a little chip and gets sent along with millions of other names that are. Logged in through the NASA portal, uh, and uh, these go to rest on Mars in a in a piece of silicon, which maybe one day someone will recover and they'll go they'll look up your name and go oh, I wonder who that was, or they'll cross reference you and work out who you are. Maybe your descendants will be living on Mars and, and do that, but the, all those things are, are, are very uncertain. Will those names on the chip be be read by You know, some galactic salvages picking over the remnants of a once great civilization. The sound of a dust devil passing over the Perseverance rover at Jezero Crater has been recorded because the uh, Perseverance rover has microphones on board, the first mission to do that. And I listened to it and it sounds almost like nothing, really. Um, A very, very gentle breeze at most in an atmosphere which is 100th the density of earths uh, so it's it's hardly earth shattering stuff but nevertheless interesting to hear how gentle the wind is there and so the you know the science fiction and hollywood version of huge dust storms that blow spaceships over and cause people to uh getting into all sorts of trouble on the surface is very unlikely to happen in the real world situation. What does happen with dust storms definitely on Mars is they obscure sunlight uh, at the surface and so it makes it harder to use or rely on solar energy generation for survival there. And the Opportunity Rover, after 14 years of of, uh, amazing work on the surface uh, roving around, it's finally succumbed to a global dust storm. Questions remain, you know, we've talked about Musk quite a bit this year, the new boss of Twitter, the suggestion that has he peaked, is he done? Is he, has he spent too much on on Twitter and maybe he won't be able to turn it around? And is this the sort of the apex of his career and things are gonna change in the fortunes of, of uh, Elon Musk? I hope not, because I think, you know, a lot of what he's done has been great, particularly getting, um, you know, access to space, driving down the costs, reusable boosters, that sort of stuff I think is brilliant it was a high time that someone did that. And I think it probably took someone in the private sector to be able to get through the red tape and, and bring down the cost. And don't forget, I mean, he's the provider of, of transport for American astronauts to the International Space Station. Eventually, NASA's arrived manned crew capsule, which was launched on that test uh, Artemis mission. Eventually, it will also be able to, to uh, transport American astronauts and European astronauts as well. But for the moment, Musk provides that surface with the Crew Dragon, But is Mars even worth colonizing? Is it too harsh, too cold? And when will Starship launch that giant rocket, Boca Chica in Texas? It will be a game changer. To which game? To what extent? Safely? Huge, huge uh, kudos for Elon Musk if if he achieves that. So I think I've said enough, 20 minutes worth of review of the year, but thanks to our listeners for continuing to support the program. Don't forget on the website, Beyond Infinity, there is a Patreon tab, Become a Patron. You click on that, it'll take you through to the uh, Patreon website where you can actually make a donation and support the program because we do this on a voluntary basis. We do it out of love. We do appreciate support. With a few dollars, from our listeners who are growing in numbers and are all over the world so a big shout out to everyone thanks for listening happy new year uh, happy festive season and i look forward to being with you again in 2023